Well, we thought the Niners would be playing the Green Bay Packers, but it turns out that the Green Bay Packers are a soft, bad group of chokers, and that Aaron Rodgers is the most overrated quarterback of my lifetime. I mean, really physically gifted guy, but head case. You can't trust him when they're supposed to win. When they're supposed to lose, Rodgers is great. But when they're supposed to win, man, even going back to freaking Cal, can't trust him. So anyway, forget him. Forget the Packers. See you later. Let's talk about who the Niners are going to be facing in the first round before we get into this game because I know you want to look ahead. The Niners are going to be playing the Seattle Seahawks here in the first round of the playoffs. It uh, hasn't been determined yet if it's going to be Saturday or Sunday, what time, but they're going to be playing the Seattle Seahawks. Let's talk about how the Niners match up with them. Uh, on the one hand, the Niners have beaten them twice this year, so that makes you feel good. On the other hand, didn't the Niners beat the Rams twice last year? Then they faced the Rams in the playoffs, and they lost. So you can't just take the Seahawks for granted. I mean, reasons why you can't take it for granted. Well, they're a really well-coached team. And the first time the Niners played them this year, they beat the crap out of them 27-7. to The second time they faced them was about a month ago. And the game was much closer, 20-13. to Now, maybe that's because it was in Seattle or it was a Thursday night game or Brock Purdy was injured. But it was closer. It was a seven-point game. The Seahawks did a better job on offense and defense the second time they faced the 49ers, which is usually what well-coached teams do when they face a team a second time. This is what the Rams did last year when they faced the 49ers. First time got blown out, second time kept it close, third time won. So you can't take the Seahawks lightly. Great head coach. They've done a better job defensively against the Brock Purdy offense than anyone else. The only team that have limited Brock Purdy and the Niners offense to less than 30, fewer than 33 points. Held them to 20. But that, again, that was in Seattle. Uh, they got that quarterback, Geno Smith, who's had a good year. Frankly, he's a little conservative for my taste. I prefer Russell Wilson. Sorry. At least Russell Wilson will throw the ball down the field. Geno Smith likes to check it down, which is not how you beat the 49ers. What's interesting about the 49ers is it's, it seems easier to throw the ball down the field than to check it down against the 49ers. So if you, if you want to beat the Niners, you have to be committed to throwing the ball down the field. And I don't know that Geno Smith is, but he's got two wide receivers who are great deep threats. And Russell Wilson used to get the most out of them and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So... Is there going to be a game? Is it going to be competitive? Probably. Are the Niners going to lose? No. They're better than Seattle. And frankly, this season is way too special. 10-game winning streak. Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy uh, as late-season additions. I can't see the Niners this special season losing, ending at home to the hands of Geno Smith. Who would you rather have? Geno Smith or Brock Purdy? Who's a better quarterback, Geno Smith or Brock Purdy? I'll take Brock. Not a big fan of Geno Smith. He's okay. He's a veteran. He's smart. He protects the football, I guess. I don't know what he did tonight, today. But, I, again, reasons to not overlook the Seahawks. The Niners' defense has been making bad quarterbacks look good for the last month. And the book is out on the Niners' defense. you got to take shots deep. Now, today there were three picks on, uh, with the Cardinals taking shots deep, so that may not work either. But if the Seahawks have been fought, paying attention, and I think they have, they'll try to take shots deep, and maybe, maybe it'll work better. Um, but I don't expect the Seahawks to beat the 49ers. I mean, I was watching the, the Packers game thinking, man, coming in today I was thinking the, the Packers would present problems for the Niners, but watching that soft, lifeless team, the Seahawks are better than them. So the Niners will be facing the better team. But I don't think the Seahawks have the horses to get it done. Rick H. 
Only thing better than watching Dallas lose is watching Aaron Rodgers lose. Also, where would you rank Ayuk now among SF's current starting wide receivers? Number one. He's a better player than Debo. Debo had a great year last year, though. Wave 9 Mystic says I was wrong about the Packers. Y'all can cook me. It's all right. You were just, you, you were just trying to alert people to a potential issue. Fernando. 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 That's right. I just, I just belted it, and the whole Levi Stadium heard it, too. They liked it. Yo, Grant, I appreciate you getting me hooked on Too Short. You just discovered Too Short? Hey, there's a whole... He's been making music since, like, 1983. So, you got a whole world to discover. And then you can discover Mac Dre after. Congrats to Kyle. Six games over 500. Only took six years. Ha <laughs> ha! It's true. Todd Fry says, I would rather face GB than a division rival. Seattle will be the first team to face BP twice. It's a good point. Another reason not to overlook them. Rams, gobble, BCB. The Rams. Okay. Uh, Kittle's praise of Purdy's command in the huddle. Subtle dig at Lance. Yes. Doesn't it feel like every time Kittle in particular praises Purdy, it's a subtle dig at Lance? I saw Lance today. I was coming out of the bathroom. He was waiting to go in. I said, hey, Trey. He said, hi. That's what happened. True story. Austin says, congrats to Ramelia with... Still under dire circumstances, still a Rams fan. You got to respect it, man. You got to respect it. Lucky the Lions didn't make it. Uh, Lions, no joke. Yeah, that's another team that probably wouldn't beat the Niners. I think tonight was interesting because we got new information about Brock, about Brock Purdy. He's still really in the infancy of his career, and we're just learning what he does well. And when he first got on the field, we're thinking, you know, poised, mobile, accurate, but not very physically gifted, not a great athlete. Well, Today he did something new that I hadn't seen, which is really encouraging to me. It's quite exciting, actually. The off, not just an off-platform throw, but the, the different arm angles. A lot of quarterbacks can only throw through one arm slot. But Brock Purdy, we saw him do it four or five times, drop his arm low to get the ball around an unblocked defender in his face. He had unblocked defenders in his face a lot today. And instead of running away from him, which he did sometimes, he threw the ball around them, which is very difficult to do. A lot of great quarterbacks can't do it. Um, Stafford can do it. Mahomes can do it. Rodgers can do it. The best can do it. Uh, I didn't think Jimmy could do it. I'm not sure that Trey can do it. Um, Purdy can do it. Now, he only completed one of these throws, but I think a couple were dropped, and I don't know if the receivers were expecting the throw, but this is something very interesting that I like about Brock Purdy. Not just that he can throw on the run, rolling left and rolling right, but the fact that he can change his arm slot. And that's, again, that shows you the baseball background. I love quarterbacks who played baseball, and not just any position. Like, pitching doesn't necessarily translate to playing quarterback because pitching, I mean, you don't ever have to move. You just do the same wind-up every time or, or, you know, the same motion every time. Uh, that's not playing quarterback. And playing infield, you got to throw on the run. You have to have a quick release. Got to get the ball out quick. It's much more like playing quarterback, and he did that. His dad was a minor league baseball player. He played middle, middle infield. He played third base, too, in, in high school. You could tell. He has all that to his game. Russell Wilson was that way. Played baseball in high I like Joe Montana was that way. I love a middle infielder who can play uh, quarterback. Chances are he won't have the strongest arm. Chances are he won't be that big. But... He'll probably be very um, natural moving around and throwing on the run. Another thing about Brock that we're learning. Man, he's so good in the red zone. Why? Because he's really daring, accurate, and he's 
able to throw the ball into the end zone, which isn't easy. The windows are so small. The openings are closed so quickly that a lot of quarterbacks don't even have the courage to throw the ball in the end zone. Remember the previous Niners starting quarterback? I won't say his name. You remember him. And it starts with a J. He would often throw the ball in the red zone in front of the end zone and ask his receivers to break tackles, knife their way in. It's hard to do. And I think that's why George Kittle had so few touchdowns in his career. He's almost 30 years old. Now all of a sudden he's scoring touchdowns in the end zone left and right. Well, he wasn't getting those targets the last five years because the quarterback didn't feel comfortable throwing those passes. And I get it. Those are tough passes. Quarterbacks that do feel comfortable throwing the ball in the end zone and can do it well without getting picked off, they're rare. So once again, I mean, you look at a guy with a low ceiling and who's not physically gifted. He does some very high ceiling level stuff. Just the way he can finish these drives with touchdowns is a big deal. Because it seems like with a lot of quarterbacks, the Niners can drive the field. With Jimmy, they can drive the field. But what happens when they get to the nine-yard line? With Jimmy, it was a field goal. With Brock, it's a touchdown 67% of the time, and that's huge, and that's a big reason why the Niners have the best offense in the league. It's not that Brock Purdy's carrying the offense. He's not. But he's elevated it because he's better than his predecessor in these particular ways. He avoids pressure the other one couldn't. He has different arm slots that the other one didn't. He's better in the red zone, and that's the key. That's why this Niners team is dominant right now because they're finishing drives. And now they're going from a team that needed to win with defense that's winning with offense. And the defense, I mean, they can give up 77-yard touchdown catches and doesn't matter because they don't have to be great. They just have to be good, and they're better than good. They're very good. Uh, so, yeah, that's really encouraging about Brock Purdy. After the game, I thought it was interesting. Kyle Shanahan was really, really reticent to give him praise. He was like, yeah, he did some good stuff, had some plays he'd like back. I, uh, I appreciate Kyle. I like Kyle. He's doing a great job this year. He's definitely maturing. But there is a part of Kyle who needs to be the star. And it's like when asked, why is someone doing well? What he really wants to say is because I'm the coach and I called the plays and I gave him good looks and really he could have been better. And I get it. He's a perfectionist and he doesn't want – I just feel like if that's Kyle's attitude, keep it real guy, you know – don't just focus on don't just focus on all the praise you know correct a few bad plays fine but he needs to be that way with himself too publicly he should be the first guy to say hey you know what i messed up xyz in this game that's my fault but he's never that way and i guess that's one of the things that i think that's the next stage of maturity for him man stop stop looking for ways to uh knock a guy down a peg on your team publicly when you won't do that to yourself and you hate being questioned by people like me. That's the only thing I would say about Kyle. The next stage of maturity. He's doing a great job of maturization. That's not a word. The Freak says Kyle was just trolling you with Juice's 1.5 carries over on over-under against Jesse. He was. Big fan of the Niners after dark, as he should be. Jamie Martinez says, Seahawks are trash, but they know us intimately and should make it for a competitive game. I would agree with all of that. They are kind of trash. Told you Stone Cold Steve Austin wouldn't let us down. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, who, Kittle? Anoop, Seattle is going to be very well coached for this game. I didn't like Kyle's plan in the last Seattle game. He needs to put them away. Still, we got a break. I think so. I think you don't want to face Green Bay, although Green Bay, I don't have much respect for them. They need to blow that up. Lycan says, I'm, okay, I'm officially convinced that Jimmy was holding Kittle back. Ever since Purdy stepped in, he has been a touchdown machine. Also, when asked about 
Kittle's connection in the red zone with Purdy. Kyle's like, I don't know, man. I mean, the first play, Kittle – it's not like Purdy is doing anything great. Like, Kittle was the first read in the first play, and Kittle was the first read in the second play. Kittle comes up, he's like, no, I was the second read in the second play. So, again, Kyle's trying to take credit. Oh, well, my plays worked. Purdy just went to the open guy in the first read. It was open. No, he went to the second read in the second play. And it bothers me that Kyle needs to take credit away from Purdy. Just give him the credit. Kittle gave him the credit. Michael says, will Purdy win Rookie of the Year? Who is his competition? He, w- he should win Rookie of the Year. His competition is of the two wide receivers that went high, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. This guy's had a way bigger impact even if it's only been six games. Corey Hyde. Also, it's, it's the Brock Purdy season. When people look back, think back on 2022, 10 years from now, they're not going to be thinking, oh, yeah, that was the year that Chris Olave had that really uh, s- solid rookie year. No, it, it was the freaking Brock Purdy year, Mr. Irrelevant. Can Kyle please stop calling the quarterback design run high-risk minimal reward? Yes, please, Kyle. Also, that quarterback sneak, stop. Big Chicken Brock keeps improving. Sweep the Hawks. Big Chicken Brock. Sudden Chaos says, have you uh, seen enough from Brock Purdy to trade Lance? Also, wish you were more active in your Discord server. I forgot about that. In the, in the offseason, I will be. Um, yeah, man. Um, I, I'm open to trading Lance because uh, I do think that Brock is going to be the starter next year and the longer you keep Lance on the bench, the less his trade value is. And I think it's not fair to Lance to have him sit a third year. So if the Niners can get a top 50 pick for Lance, maybe you do it. Draft another quarterback. That could be a backup. Otherwise, you got two quarterbacks that you like. Either way, it's a win-win. Haha says, Grant, Jimmy had us believing Kittle's highest value was as a blocker. What would Kittle's career look like if Brock was his quarterback the whole time? You'd be having 10, 11 touchdowns a year. He'd be a Hall of Famer. Kyler V says, thanks for another season of great coverage from you and all your guests. Thank you. Much love for you, Grant. Thanks for keeping Kyle honest all year. I try, but the season just started. It's just getting, and I'm happy there's no bye week. I don't want to take a week off. Let's go. I don't know. Tony says, Seattle's a joke. Geno falls under pressure. They barely beat the Rams who have nothing to play for. Yeah, agree. Joke. I better just more motivated to get the bag. I guess we'll find out in a couple of years. I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm a bad judge of that. Seattle struggled with LA without AD and Cup. Not afraid of them. Fair. I'm not afraid of him either, but I don't root for him. I don't have. To, I don't root for the Niners. And I don't have to play him. Andrew Bow says work during the pregame. Your live blog was great, so I could keep up while busy. Yeah, I'm trying to do better with my live blog because I realize there's a lot of people who definitely can't watch the game, but you can watch like the box score. So I'm trying to give details that you won't get in the box score. And today I, I thought I did a decent job. So thank you, Andrew. Amtod99 says Cam Akers had his way today. Everyone can run against the Seahawks. Brock is like Katie putting up the most effortless 30 points every week. Not a fluke, BCB. Yeah, and I think, you know, you can shut down the Niners' run game if it's just McCaffrey. We've seen teams do it. But if you have McCaffrey, Debo, Mitchell, Mason, you can't. Mitchell's too good. Mason's too good. And then you add McCaffrey on top of that. Good luck. Amtod99 says Cam Akers. I got you. Should the Niners sign Bradbury? uh, Ex-Giant. How old is he? Do they have money? I, I'm not against it. Isn't he with um? Isn't he with uh? He's with uh, Philly. Age. Twenty nine? Nah. No, I'm good. He's a little old. I don't. Need, you don't need to. You don't need to sign a thirty year old. No, I wouldn't do it. David says on a scale of one to ten, ten being immaculate. How would you score Purdy's spirals? <laughs> Eight and a half. Nine. I don't know. It feels like years ago we used to do that conversation about Trey. Early thoughts on the Seahawks game. Niners should win. Only thing is that the Seahawks did better against the Niners the second time than the first time, kind of like the Rams last year. That's the only thing. Brock Purdy reminds me so much of Drew Brees. I can see it. I can see it. I don't know if he's as accurate, but he's a better athlete. I think he's more mobile. 
4.30 Eastern Time Saturday short week thoughts. Oh, wow. Um, well, it's a short week for both teams. Niners are the home field advantage. Good, bring it on. Saturday. That's cool. 1.30 Eastern Time. Good to know. I think we're going to kick the crap out of the Seahawks. Yeah, probably. David says Jimmy would constantly throw hospital balls to Kittle. He's healthy because the passes are catchable, and yet Purdy will take risks with his playmakers. Agree. Keith Murphy says, I've seen Shanahan talk very high on Drew Brees. Do you think Kyle thinks he has found his Brees? I don't know. Did you hear Kyle talk about Purdy today after the game? He wasn't very enthusiastic. Might mean nothing, but Lance wasn't on the sideline. He's, um, he was in the, I saw him in the press box. He's on a scooter. He's on a knee scooter. He's not walking right now. That's why. Was, was uh, Jimmy on the sideline? Trey Lance's future with the Niners getting bleaker by the week. Hopefully he has a future somewhere, man. He deserves one. Andrew says, why is it that the O-line is good at blocking but not pass protection? What skills do the O-line need uh, to be good at both? It's because the Niners have a bunch of, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks on their offensive line. And if you want guys who are good at both, those are first round picks. 2.0H says Trey Lance 18 weeks to sober up, but you came around. Um, well, at least they got Brock. I didn't know they had Brock. Matthew Sanders says, fun fact, Pete Carroll announced he's retiring and stepping down. He's allowing the huge wad of him he has in his mouth to call plays after this year. Hilarious. Brandon Ziegler says, over the last five weeks, I don't see a team that really matches up against us. Uh, team is way too loaded, honestly, to beat SF. You have to score 30 and not give up 30. Good luck, man. True. Pretty true. And I don't know if that team exists in the NFC right now. Never, ever, 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 ever underestimate your opponent. True. Elijah Mitchell may be different for the Niners. So good. So good. Grant, you should definitely be a Niner fan right now. LOL, more wins, more games to cover. Um, I mean, they're going to be good whether I root for them or not, so I'm just going to keep doing what I do. Niners Cade says, it's pretty amazing how the year turned out. I remember watching training camp streams and hearing how bad and ordinary Brock was. But now we're debating who our starter is and Jimmy not being mentioned. Brock, Brock is the ultimate gamer. I had no idea he could play like this. Here's almost 10 bucks because I appreciate your work. Go Niners. Thank you, Jace. Kefka's laugh says Niners offense with Purdy 33.5 points per game, Jimmy 22.6. Can't make any more arguments against the fact that he's always held us back. Yeah, man, I don't know how, how uh, Jimmy's going to be like getting money in free agency when teams look at that stat. Thank you, Andres. All right. So the Niners offense wasn't great early on. They had a bunch of drives where it was like busted play, busted play. They looked kind of sloppy. Also, 11 of the first 24 plays went to McCaffrey. They go into halftime. They make adjustments. All of a sudden, the second half, Elijah Mitchell's getting the ball a lot. Jordan Mason, Brandon Ayuk. Once the Niners have the most weapons in the league. It's why they have the best offense in the league right now. They have, they're four deep at, wide, at running back. They're three deep. They're four deep at, at wide receiver. And they have one of the best tight ends in the league. So... If you focus on any one of those players, Kyle, if Kyle gets infatuated, obsessed, focused on any one of those players, the defense, the offense becomes easier to stop because all of a sudden you go from an array of weapons to one. And a defense says, okay, Kyle's focused on McCaffrey. Let's focus on stopping McCaffrey. Once Kyle gets away from that and starts mixing in Ayuk, Juszczyk, Kittle, Debo, you know, it, all of a sudden it's like, checkmate. It's too much. There is no other team in the league that can present that many weapons. And once the Niners leverage all of them, they're in, they, they get to 35 points. How do you stop McCaffrey and Mitchell and Debo? You don't. So I think it's, it's, it's another good lesson for Kyle. His offense is clicking right now. 
And the only thing that really holds it back is him when he gets too focused on one player. And I get it, McCaffrey's great. But so is Ayuk. So is Kittle. So is Juszczyk. Freaking Juszczyk. So I'm taking full credit for Juszczyk. I, right here, a couple of weeks ago, I made fun of Juszczyk. I said the, the only way the Niners use him is going uh, in motion, left and right, left and right. I didn't say he wasn't good. I said the Niners don't use him. And it's, I don't understand how he always makes the Pro Bowl when he has like less than 200 Fewer than 200 yards from scrimmage in the freaking season. Well, when he gets opportunities, he's really good. Catch over the middle, 26-yard gain. Yeah, you're welcome. Kyle can't forget about giving him two, three touches a game. Use check. He's really freaking good. And when use check gets two, three touches, I gets seven, eight targets. Kittle gets seven, eight. Now McCaffrey's even better. So that's what makes the Niners' offense impossible to stop. It's what makes him special. The 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 sum of the parts. There are holes in the secondary every game, agree. And it's concerning. Kyle was being tepid. I look at the way he calls plays. He calls it differently with Purdy than with Jimmy. I know. And he still wants all the credit. Powerful One says, also no Debo Mitchell last time. Uh, Seattle has no chance. I mean, they have a chance, but a low one. I agree with you. I used to not like you, but now I respect you. You grew. Thank you. Thank you very much. I try to grow. Philip Wilson says so much for the Niners playing Packers in the playoffs. Eliminated. Yeah, thanks a lot, Aaron. Good job. Uh, have a great offseason in Wisconsin. We're going to kill... Where they hate you, by the way. We're going to kill the Sea Chickens next Saturday. Yeah, most likely. The Freak says the sideline reporter asked Kyle what his second half adjustments are, and he said that we can't let up and keep the foot in the gas. I was like, what did you do with... What did you do with Kyle? Uh, it's a good point. Randy says, I'd rather go against the Seaters in Green Bay, honestly. Without injuries and players that came off IR that shook off the dust, Super Bowl, here we come. Yeah, I don't think the Niners are going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. I just don't see it happening. If we count Juice, we have 1.5 starting tight ends. Yeah, whatever you want to call him, he's such a he's a legit weapon for sure. All right, let's get into some quality control. Something is wrong with the 49ers' pass protection. Trent Williams is great, but collectively, the left side today couldn't pick up a stunt. I mean, there was some free rushers coming through the left side that plant that nail Brock Purdy. Then on the right side, Spencer Burford gave up two sacks. I mean, he's a liability right now. He, ha- he probably has a very bright future, but he's a rookie offensive guard who looks like he's getting manhandled a little bit uh, down the stretch. You also got to worry about, ro- wonder about rookies in, you know, game 17, 18, 19. Like, rookies never play that much in college. College, that's a 12, 13, 14, maybe 15 game season, maybe. Now he's in game 18, and he looks like it. So uh, Burford's a question. Honestly, he's McGlinchey's better than Burford right now. And McGlinchey gave up a sack today. A lot of people want to give Mike praise. Like, maybe he needs positive reinforcement to play well. But you could give that dude all the praise in the world. He's still the same. And I don't understand why people are... To say he is having the best season of his career seems condescending because he's not having a good season. And he gave up another sack today. And that just means the rest of his career hasn't been that great. So I hope... The Niners don't resign him next offseason, but that doesn't really matter right now. The pass protection is an issue. Brock Purdy does a good job of running away from it, but he's not Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. Like, if he has to be in those situations enough, he's going to get hit. He had a play today where he had a 17 yard sack where he ran backwards. This is an issue. And uh, I, I mean, Seattle won't make it an issue, but Philly will. So, um, something to monitor. I don't think this is going to hurt the Niners against uh, freaking Seattle. We saw them against Seattle. Seattle doesn't have pass rushers at all, Um, but other teams do. So got to watch that pass protection. It wasn't good in this game. It got exposed. What is your favorite team, Grant? Big fan of the Bishbodow Dragons in East Oakland. They do great work. I also root for UCLA, although 
it's hard for me to root for Chip Kelly when I really think he's terrible. Um, so UCLA, I guess. Although I don't care when they lose. Cash McKinley says, did Purdy baseball quote Twitter? Did my Purdy baseball quote Twitter reply to your arm angle tweet give you the info for your baseball question to BP? Need to know if I had indirect convo with BP. Sure. Let's say yes. Absolutely. Cash, thank you for pointing me in that direction. You really made that happen. Brandon says, Grant, the reason I love your pod is because you're a straight shooter, man. I feel like we have a lot of them. Uh, same views. I'm going to call into the cone phone. I'd love to get to talk to you. Talk soon, my guy. Thank you, Brandon. I haven't done the cone phone in a couple of weeks. I promise I will do it every week during the playoffs. I promise. Jorge says, Niners 37, Seahawks 16. Print it! Kittle McCaffrey, Debo Mitchell with TDs. The fairy tale season goes on. I remember when you said it, Jorge. Tony, Niners' only problem is O-line. Fix it, and we, and we win the Super Bowl. Well, well, that's one of their only problems, but yeah. LOL, you thought Trey could be the Niners' Taysom Hill. Also, uh, no. Also, weather will most definitely be a factor for the game. Good point. Probably will. I don't see using Trey, uh, Trey Lance's Taysom Hill. Either he's the backup here next year and he waits for his opportunity if, you know, Brock gets hurt, or, or I think you let him go and you bring in another backup who's even cheaper. Okay, Diamador Lenore gave up a 77-yard touchdown catch on the first play of the game to A.J. Green. It was embarrassing. A.J. Green's old and slow and just mossed him at the catch point. And then you had Diamador Lenore kind of flailing around on the ground, got up, ran down A.J. Green, who's old and slow, and missed a tackle. So he kind of embarrassed himself twice on one play, never got uh, taken advantage of again. The Niners did a good job of putting Sean Gibson over the top, who had two picks in this game. Um, and also, <laughs> David Blau freaking stinks. Trace McSorley's freaking stinks. De- DeAndre uh, Hopkins wasn't out there. They didn't have the talent to really, ex- you know, exploit Diamond Lenore more than once. But other teams do. And I think it's kind of clear that when teams look at the Niners' defense, they're looking at Lenore. Whatever they're seeing on tape, they're not impressed. They don't respect them. They want to go after them as much as possible. The Niners know it. The whole world knows it. Diamador knows it. And if the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl, he's going to either have to play better or they're going to have to continue to protect him with Gibson. Not Hafunga. Gibson. Uh, and today they did that after the first drive. So, interesting. I know Lenore was getting a lot of... Um, uh, a lot of people were defending Lenore. You know, he's been giving up big plays the last few weeks. People were saying, well, he's never given up a touchdown. Well, he gave up a touchdown today. And eventually, if you're giving up 70-yard catches weekly, they're going to give up touchdowns too. So, I don't know. Uh, can they? Is he really the best option they have at cornerback? They don't have anyone else who can stop giving up 70-yard catches? I don't know. A little concerning. A little concerning because when teams really have playoff urgency and game plan with their season on the line, you know where they're going. They're going at him. And I'll know what he's going to do about it because it seems like his coverage is good. Like he's there, but he has no ball skills. Zero. Zero. So it doesn't really matter how close he is to the play. He's not going to catch the ball, make a play on it. And if the wide receiver's any good, he's going to make the catch. So I'm a little concerned. I mean, quarter, cornerbacks like that, I'm not a fan of. I don't care how, how good your coverage was if you can't find the ball or make a play on it. So what, I, like, what I'm a little worried about is this kind of reminds me of the 2012 Niner team that went to the Super Bowl. That team had a great offense and a great defense, but their secondary wasn't good. 
and he got exposed in the playoff in the Super Bowl by Joe Flacco, who just kept chucking it deep. And all of a sudden, Chris Culliver got exploited, and the Niners were down big early, and they had to claw their way back and couldn't do it all the way. So when the Niners eventually, if the Niners eventually make it to the Super Bowl and they have to face Buffalo or Kansas City, you know, is Mahomes, is, is Allen, are they just going to go bombs away and make D'Amador Lenore look like Chris Culliver 10 years ago in the Super Bowl against the Ravens? I don't know. I don't know. Could happen. Hope not. I mean, I don't really hope one way or another. Grant, you're going to the Super Bowl? I'm jealous. I'd love to spend a week in Arizona. I, mean, I like Arizona. Trey Lance, I didn't get to go this year because they went to Mexico City. Trey Lance or Brock Purdy next year? Man, I, I, I don't see how Brock Purdy, how you take the job away from Brock. Whoa. Unless he throws five interceptions and loses in the next uh, game, how do you take the job away from Brock? He's winning it. Adam says, Bucks and Cowgirls Monday night, winner get a short week, LOLOL. I don't care. F-Dog says, why does the two-seed play in a short week Saturday and Dallas plays Monday night? I don't know. I'm just, I'll have to think about it and get back to you on that one. Sorry. Ethan, offense is arguably number one in the league since BP took over. Not arguably, statistically. No one is averaging as many points as them. Can defense step it up or are they folding? They seem to play with more detail when Jimmy started. Four turnovers today. Hard to say they're folding. But yeah, I know what you mean. Little cause for concern. Aging Crespo says, interesting formation. The Niners were in on the Kyle Kittle TD. We forgot to mention the Loonies last week. I got five on it. Classic. One of the greatest songs ever. And the question always is, do you like the, do you prefer the original or the remix? I like them both. I almost feel like you can play them back to back and enjoy them both. It's like an eight minute song at that point. But the remix is, might be the greatest remix ever. Looney's classic. Good call. One of the greatest rap groups of all time, for sure. Um, I got to go back and look at that formation. Fert Fernando. Nice vibrato, Grant. Um, should Ambry get a shot? He's hurt. Or is he inactive? I, they don't trust him at all. What about Jan- Janoris Jenkins? Rogers to the Niners is going to be an annoying storyline all offseason. Yeah, man, just retire. I think that's what—that's the storyline I want to hear from Aaron. Retire. What happened to Womack and Danny Gray preseason flashing pans? I'm not going to say that they're not good. You know how the Niners are—they don't play their rookies unless they have to. I think they could have something next year in those two. Lenore means we'll have two—we'll have to outscore teams and win the Super Bowl. Fortunately, the Niners are doing that. Brandon, honestly, Lenore wasn't in bad position six four six four, and they had two people miss tackles on that play. Granted, they have—he gave the play up, but coverage was solid. That's what I'm saying, though, right? Like, I'm not moved by cornerbacks that have good coverage but can't make plays on the ball. Cornerbacks who have good coverage but can't find the ball and have poor ball skills, eh, you just it's just a bunch of people saying, hey, he was close when he got beat. It's Chris Culliver all over again. Not It's not my kind of corner. If Trey is playing the same offense as Purdy, how would Trey look? I, I'd, I'd be nice to know before the Niners trade him, right? He's never played with McCaffrey. He's played one game with Kittle, won the game. First AZTD was uncalled OPI. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. What happened to Ambry Thomas? Yikes. Uh, he might have never been good. I think it's possible that he was never good, had a good stretch to end the year, thought he'd made it, rested on his laurels, uh, didn't have a good second year. Okay. Let's talk about Tashawn Gibson, who had two interceptions today. Tashawn Gibson had two interceptions in this game and one last week. Tashawn Gibson is a really good safety. I'm going to say some controversial things right now that I don't think are controversial. Tashawn Gibson is the best safety on the 49ers. Tashawn Gibson should have made the Pro Bowl over Talanoa Hafunga. Tashawn Gibson is a better player than Talanoa Hafunga. Tashawn Gibson has five picks this year. Hafunga has four. And Tashawn Gibson has given up how many touchdowns? Let's see. 
How many touchdowns has Deshaun Gibson given up? One. One. So, essentially, he's the playmaker that Talanoa Hafunga is without the liability that Talanoa Hafunga is. He gets you the interceptions without busting coverages. He's where he, he's where he needs to be. And when the ball is arm punted to him, he doesn't drop it. Like, you know, someone else. That no longer matters. No offense. But I'm just saying, I'm putting his contributions in perspective. He should have been in the Pro Bowl. And the only reason he's not in the Pro Bowl is for some stupid reason. The NFL concludes their voting before the season ends. What kind of stupid shit is that? If you want the best players... In the Pro Bowl, if you want your Pro Bowl to matter, which frankly no one watches that game anyway, but if you want people to watch it, maybe you should have the voting conclude after the freaking regular season ends. Because if it had, he'd be in it. He had three picks the last two games. He deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. And it's a shame that he's not. What a story this guy is. One of the best signings of the year. And it's another reason that John Lynch should be the freaking executive of the year. John Lynch should. Uh, good for Tashawn Gibson. He's a free agent. He's going to get paid. Um, and he's a nice guy, too. I like him. Cool guy. Yes, 100% the remix is better. Looney's I got five on it. Yeah, I mean, the remix is probably better. Although the, the, the original, you know, there would never have been a remix if the original wasn't fire, too. Okay. I think we're seeing something that's really interesting. The Niners have a very good defense. But when Dre Greenlaw's on the field... It's great. And he hasn't been playing the last game, game and a half. And you see there is a clear fall off when he's not on the field. When he's on the field, you can't run the ball in the Niners. And you can't check it down on him either. A little check down to the running back is just going to get the running back smacked and maybe hurt. Because Dre Greenlaw is the fastest, most violent linebacker in the league. You take him out, and all of a sudden, check downs can hurt the Niners defense because Aziz Alshair is good but he's not nearly as good in coverage as Dre Greenlaw is he's not as good at anything as Dre Greenlaw is so you take Greenlaw out pass coverage uh, uh, suffers run defense suffers fortunately for the Niners he's coming back but I think what's funny is the Niners had a really good defense last year this year it was way better why well they didn't have Greenlaw last year they had Armstead Armstead didn't play much this year. The Niners' defense was fine without Armstead. But without Greenlaw, they, fall, they, they have a noticeable drop-off. So I think it's, it's just important to understand what each person's impact is on the team. And now we understand what Dre Greenlaw's impact is, and it's huge. And I don't know that they're going to win a Super Bowl without him. Fortunately, I don't think they have to. I think he's coming back. Can we go Jay Ward to replace Lenore Gibson at free safety? I don't know that Ward's the right guy to play corner. He hasn't played outside corner in a long time. I don't know, man. I was, what about Jenkins? I don't know. Uh, uh, Wildcard going to be interesting. It's also my dad's birthday. Yanev, really? It's the day after my birthday, the 14th? I'm the 13th. So at least, at least I get to party on, on Friday night, although I don't really party. Daryl Smock says, Grant, if the Niners and Casey meet in the Super Bowl, do you think 37 points is enough to beat them? Probably. Should be. 37's a lot. Adam says, Brock, Rookie of the Year. I would say, yeah, I would vote for him. Brandon Ziegler says, best safety on this team is Jimmy Ward. Not his fault. They aren't letting him play, so he's the best safety playing uh, the position, but ain't the best. I don't know, man. Tashawn Gibson has five picks this year. Has Ward ever done that in his career? Maybe. 
He also had six picks in 14. He's a playmaker, and he doesn't give up big plays. He's like exactly what you want. Dustin the Gale says, I get what we've, uh, that we've beat Seattle twice this year, but I still prefer to be matched up against someone else. They've had our number for so long. At least it's not Russell Wilson. Crazy Hafunga is a PB'er and Greenlaw and CMC ain't. That just does seem wrong. I agree. Okay. Real quick, a uh, couple more topics. Jordan Willis gets no love. No one ever talks about Jordan Willis, but he is one of the bigger additions to this team. What Tashawn Gibson is to the defensive backfield, I feel like Jordan Willis is to the defensive line. Because you know, three years ago, they had Bosa, Armstead, Buckner, and D. Ford. And that was their best four-man pass rush. Since then, D. Ford's been gone. Uh, Buckner's not on the team anymore. And the, and the pass rush has been Bosa with, you know, contributions from other guys here and there. Armstead, sometimes. Menahue, sometimes. Ebukam, sometimes. Last year's Arden Key. But there really hasn't been a legitimate bookend edge-rushing compliment to Nick Bosa since he's been here. D. Ford at times, but he's always been hurt, and he hasn't been consistent. He's gone. Um, but when he was healthy, he was, the, he was that guy. Now it feels like it's Willis, and no one wants to talk about it. He's big. He's freaking fast. They have him on kickoff coverage. He runs down the field like he's a freaking linebacker. He's strong. He finishes, plays a playmaker. He, he, he uh, forces fumbles. He's a legitimate Good defensive end, and I know the Niners don't start him because they like Samson Ebukam. They pay Samson Ebukam. He's great at, at setting the edge. I think they feel Ebukam is better at setting the edge than Bosa is. So th there's definitely a role for him. But on third down, I want Willis on the field, not Ebukam. What I like about Willis as a pass rusher is he's not just... Like, D Ford would only run the edge. And you could scramble on him. He'd give up the B gap. Jordan Willis, he can run the edge. He can dip his shoulder. He can get low, or he can bull rush you. He's big and strong, and he can convert speed to power. I like that because that's a guy who isn't going to give up the scramble on third and long. Good player. He deserves more credit. I'm not saying he should be a pro bowler, but uh, he is a he's a, def a definite role on this team. He's one of their – he's their second-best pass rusher. Jordan freaking Willis is the 49ers' second-best pass rusher. I'll take him on a third down. He's a bigger threat than anyone besides Nick Bosa. Bigger threat than Amenahu, Armstead, you name him, Abacom. What a freaking addition this guy has been to. And he's been around. But it took him this long to figure out what his role should be. They figured it out, and they're better for it. So hats off to Jordan Willis, who has never, ever, I don't believe, given a group interview at the podium with the Niners. They say he's really shy. Well... Dude, you're really good. So you might want to talk a little bit, man, because people want to know about you. You're hella good. Respect. Tobin says Armstead is undeniably important on the D. Greenlaw is really, really important. Huff over it for sure. Willis a big-time player. I hate disagreeing about Armstead because people think it's personal between me and him because he hates me so much. But, all I mean, the defense never missed a beat without Armstead today. Without Armstead this year. Today, he didn't have a statistic, and the defense was really quite good. So... He's a good player, but I feel like his impact is negligible, arguable. Curious what your reaction was when Kingsbury called those timeouts at the end of the first half. Kingsbury sucks. They got to fire him. He's so bad. He sucks. Sign Richard Sherman as a no. No. Nope. Uh, Raphael, thank you very much. Art says, hey, Grant, the game was over. 
at 4.30 p.m. and you are still there. Did you help those guys clean up? Joking. Keep up the good work, man. Now, shout out to these people, the hardest working people at Levi's. They'll be here probably all night. Um, I didn't want to go live until the Packers game was over. I wanted to talk about the upcoming game. Lance in third for Buckner. <laughs> Hilarious. Nasty Jack says, how do you feel Hafunga played today? He was fine. He didn't give up any – he didn't bust any coverage. That's, that's a good start. Final topic. Brandon Ayuk needs some love. Brandon Ayuk just finished a really, really good regular season, and it was consistent. It, I, let's just say not just a good regular season, a good year. From OTAs on, he showed up in the best shape of his life, the most professional he's ever been, the most mature he's ever been, killed it in OTAs, minicamp, training camp. Did he play in preseason? I don't know. And he's been the best wide receiver on the team all year. Debo Samuel still hasn't gotten himself in, you know, in tip-top shape. Now he's gotten injured and he has had issues and stuff, but he's still working his way into shape. Hasn't been his year. Worst year of his career. Best year of Ayuk's career. And, like, he's so tough. He'll catch anything over the middle. He doesn't alligator arm passes. He'll extend. He'll take hits. He'll drop the occasional pass. I think he dropped the pass today, but he won't drop two in a row. If he drops one, you know you can go right back to him. As good as George Kittle is in the red zone, I mean, you could argue that Ayuk's better. He's a better route runner. I mean, when you're on the three-yard line, he's going to destroy the cornerback with either a slant or an out or a double move. Did it all year. Uh, I still believe that there's more to him, that if you put him on a team that passed more and had fewer weapons, he'd get more targets and put up better numbers. But he's got to share the ball with McCaffrey and all the people. I don't even name them. And despite all that, he's still freaking great. Uh, doesn't complain. Locked in. Good blocker. Hell of a player. Um, seems like the kind of guy that you probably want to lock in long term. And I don't know if the Niners can afford it, but they should find a way. I feel, I feel like I'd rather have him long term than Debo. Again, Debo in this game, it's not the, it's not the same Debo. I'm not sure. He, I don't know if he's going to get back there. And if he's going to be the guy who's constantly getting hurt and then I don't know if he'll ever be, you know, the Debo we saw last year. But I feel like what Ayuk does is sustainable. He's consistent. And uh, he makes Brock Purdy look great. So, I don't know. I've been praising Brandon Ayuk since they drafted him. I really like him. I liked him before they took him. I, I liked him at Arizona State. Um, I know his mom. Which makes me feel like I'm a friend of the family. <laughs> and I'm not. But, uh, yeah, Brandon Ayuk deserves cre- uh, cre- uh, credit. Praise. Both at the same time. Payback for the 2013 NFC Championship game. Revenge tour! Tobin says, Armstead makes a big difference. Goal line, large man. Good player. Does he make a big difference? I I guess. Jimmy G didn't step out of his own end zone. If Jimmy G didn't step out of his own end zone, the Niners could be the first seed right now. When you put it that way, it's really tough to swallow that uh, that happened. Get Lovey Smith to replace Ryan's and how, uh, how you feel. Seattle. Forget Seattle, but I, I like I like Lovey Smith, and I feel so an, another African American coach who gets scapegoated, at, you know, a year into coaching a terrible team. It, every time it's like, oh, we don't have our quarterback yet, so why don't we hire a coach? It's what the, it's what Arizona did with Steve Wilkes, right? We don't have our quarterback yet, so why don't we just, you know, hire African American coach and act like we care about that kind of stuff, and then fire him a year later, and then. I feel bad for Lovey and everyone on that staff. Sucks. Kinlaw and Armstead for Buckner. Both are fragile. I don't think Indianapolis would say yes. 
Ayuk best offensive player game one to seventeen this year, no doubt. Lock him up. Yeah, he was the most consistent player on the Niners' offense this year. He really was. Good call. My son's birthday is the thirteenth too. Yeehaw! That's right. Almost four days away. I'm gonna be thirty-five years old. Fuck. It's all right though. I still look a little bit younger than thirty-five. I think. Hopefully, maybe. I don't know. Jimmy comes back all hunger strike. Wouldn't that be the ultimate twist in the season if Jimmy Garoppolo gets cleared and all of a sudden he starts and they bench Brock? Like, it's not going to happen. There was something in the air that night. The stars were bright. <laughs> all right, guys. I'm done. Thanks for watching. Next time you see me, I'll be 35. Nah, you'll see me before then. Uh, it's raining really fucking hard, though, and I got a 40 miles to drive, so I'm going to go slow. I'll see you guys tomorrow. 11 with Ryan. And then I've been going with... Uh, Larry on Tuesday So maybe Tuesday with Larry I don't know He's been getting a lot of Action over at 95.7 Check him out at 95.7 If JG didn't step out Would have been a pick six <laughs> That's true <laughs> um, Grant did you really leave Before the game ended I went down to the media room Before the game ended Because it was They were up by a million And I post I made my little If the game is in hand I want to make my video With like five seconds left My instant uh, analysis And then post it As the final whistle blows That's my goal but some weeks, I mean, the game goes down to the end. I can't do that. So, um, yeah, I was filming that. I was pretending like the game was over. Niners just beat the, Car the Cardinals. There was five minutes left. I was lying. Do you think less of me because I lied to you? I'm sorry. I'm out. Thanks for watching. Hell of a fucking season. I'm cursing. I'm sorry. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care.